I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie. It's not every day that I get to interview an Oscar winner. The winner is George Chakiris from West Side Story. I don't think I'll try and talk too much. I just want to say thank you very, very much. Thank you. But I had a chance to speak with George Chakiris by phone on Wednesday because he's just been cast in the Old Globe's production of In Your Arms that opens September 16th. And he's coming to San Diego on Monday to join me for a Q&A before the screening of West Side Story outdoors at the Globe's festival stage. How perfect is that? The film, which shot many of its dance sequences on the streets of New York City, is well-suited to being screened outdoors under the stars. I'll have a follow-up podcast with Chakiris next week when we'll discuss In Your Arms and his career. But for right now, it's all about West Side Story and his role as Bernardo, the leader of the Sharks. And I should mention that the interview starts in what appears to be a nice quiet room. But about halfway through, I suddenly started hearing hammering and sawing. Apparently, the interview was set up at a house where construction was taking place. But like I said, you don't get to talk to an Oscar winner every day. So you have to roll with the punches and the saws and the hammers. We begin by talking about the prologue to West Side Story, where the cast takes to the streets of New York for a phenomenal dance sequence. The prologue is one of the, well, that was the first thing we shot, but we were on location in New York, and so we were outside on the streets it was it was great but the thing that all, the first thing that always comes to mind to me is um, Jerry Robbins Jerry is the the first thing I ever remember whenever talk about West Side Story at all because no it, it was his baby he made it all happen in the theater to begin with of course with the collaboration of fantastic people like Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim and in the movie with the fantastic collaboration of Robert Wise but uh, for me working with uh, with Jerry uh, he was just the heart and soul of the way everything felt when we were working we laughed we played we did a lot of had a lot of fun and and the beautiful thing that Jerry and Bob Wise allowed was for us to play and have that fun, even ruin takes and things, because uh, everybody was so deeply um, and gross in the, in the spirit uh, of the whole thing. And that, again, to me, comes back to, uh, to Jerry Robbins, because, uh, again, it, it, it's his passion, his, uh, it, 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 the, the depth of this piece, for me, is, is Jerry, and, of course, the score by, by Leonard Bernstein. The first thing that comes to my mind is the experience of working with Jerome Robbins. And whose idea was it to shoot the dances on the actual streets of New York? I, I think that was probably a collaboration between uh, uh, Bob and, and Jerry. I don't know the specifics of anything, but, you know, and we hear things. And I, you know, the opening of that sequence in the theater is, is such a wonderful opening. And I had heard, I don't know if this is true, that Jerry on film wanted to use that opening sequence and do it on a set in the theater. And I think it was, I think it was Bob and then finally Jerry, too, who came on board with the idea of doing it on actual locations and they did a lot of scouting to find the different locations but I, I think because it was such a strong collaboration between, between these two wonderful wonderful 
men, whatever the ideas they started with, the things that they ended with, you know, like shooting it on the streets of New York, was finally a collaboration between those those two men. I think it was, and I think probably for doing it on location in New York was maybe uh, 45% Jerry and 55% <laughs> Robert Wise, but it was pretty close. So as someone who worked on the stage and danced on the stage, what was it like to be able to dance on this bigger stage of the New York streets? You, you know, the, the, we, we, uh, we have two different locations. One was um, a housing development that was going to be torn down when we finished, so there, it was, everything was vacant. And the second location was, uh, uh, and that, that was uh, uh, six, 69th in Amsterdam. And uh, the second location we had was um, the schoolyard. And I think that was 110th and 2nd Street, and that's still there. And that location was duplicated on a set in, in the studio as well. It's, it's interesting. That's a really good question. I, I think me, we may not have thought about it at the time, but, but shooting on the real locations did feel different probably than it would have if we were doing that on a, a set created in the, in the studio. We were in the real place, and, and uh, those buildings, even though they were empty, felt like they were, you know, like they had people in them. And some of the ones on 110th Street, of course, did. So we were in a, a live uh, a place, I'll say. You know, it was, it was still alive with all the, all the feeling and, of course, the beauty of, of, uh, of those uh, of the New York streets. And, and it... Um, yeah, I, I, quite honestly, I never thought of that. So you just now asked me, but uh, I would say that the the feeling, the feeling of being on on a real location in New York City for for the prologue of that movie, I think uh, made a huge difference to for all of us. It was uh, it, it was a a wonderful, wonderful thing that happened and the way it happened. Well, and that opening sequence still takes your breath away when you see it on the screen. So glad to hear you say that. You know, I, I think it does, too. Uh, and Jerry, and uh, before we ever started shooting, before we started rehearsing, uh, we rehearsed in, in Los Angeles at Golden Studios. Jerry and Bob had been to those locations in New York and, and decided which street, which corner, which building. I mean, they picked... Uh, everything was decided upon and in terms of location, depending on what sequence of the prologue they wanted to shoot in that spot. So that when we were in the uh, uh, and rehearsing in uh, in Los Angeles, uh, the floor was uh, was taped like you do for rehearsing for a play. Um, that section of tape was part of a street. The other section was part of another street. The other section was an alley, and, and so on. So. We rehearsed uh, in the spaces that they had, you know, in the things that they had done in their pre-production, finding the locations. And uh, so we knew exactly uh, what portion uh, uh, of the prologue would be shot in a particular uh, place and, and whatever section it was, too. But again, they did some serious and wonderful location shooting and deciding where different parts of the prologue would be filmed in, on those New York streets. Yeah, I, and, and that uh, the opening of it, those helicopter shots, my understanding is that that was Bob's idea, but, you know, you never really know. It's just we hear stuff like that. But I wouldn't be surprised 
And and I'm I'm glad. Yeah, it's always nice to hear people appreciate that prologue because so much went uh, thought and preparation on Jerry's and Bob Wise's part went went into that. I mean, there's a a lot of creative uh, insight and discussion and so on that goes into everything. Should we do it this way? Should we do it that way? Yeah, and that's we see the finished piece, and, and it's it's so great when people respond to it the way they do. I think it is a great opening. It, it, they did such a beautiful job. Hey, hey, watch it, Jet Boy. Hey, Jet Boy. And when you were shooting, did you get to shoot long sections of the dance without interruption, or was it broken up a lot when you were shooting? Well, it was broken up, but there were some long sections as well. There was nothing that was short. I'll put, I'll put it that way. Yeah, they were long sections, come to think of it. They were long sections, <laughs> um, which which is much better than doing things in shorter pieces. Uh, the continuity of it and the way it feels from beginning to end, you know, you, uh, it, you're carried through by the length of something instead of having to do it in short pieces, which was a, a different way of working. But uh, actually, now that you've asked me that question, I, I really think about it. They were, almost everything I would say was a long shot. I mean, it, it was it wasn't nothing was a short piece. Also, one thing that might that was a short piece. Uh, there's one uh, scene where the the jets are on the street, and on a scaffolding above them, the sharks have that yellow paint that they throw on them. That was an isolated spot just to be able to throw that paint on them. So that was a quote-unquote shorter piece. And those four guys, they had to do it more than once. They'd have to go clean off all that yellow paint and start over again. (laughs) But uh, by and large, they were longer shots altogether, as I recall. And what do you think has contributed to the longevity of the film? It still is so popular. You know, prejudice and uh, uh, so many things. The the film touches so many... um, chords in people that uh, that all of all of the things that that uh, that film was about are very relevant uh, today I mean uh, except things are escalated today what but yeah the prejudice so uh, people uh, uh, Puerto Ricans coming to uh, in, in the West Side story uh, story coming to New York for a better life and you know it's not Better, there are obstacles to overcome. There's prejudice against them. Lots of new housing with more space. Lots of doors slamming in our face. I'll get a terrace apartment. Better get rid of your accent. Life can be bright in America. If you can fight in America. Life is alright in America. If you're all white in America. There's hatred, there's uh, fighting, and then there's love between the two main characters, and and uh, their love is made so difficult by the uh, feelings of the opposite sides of uh, uh, you know by one side against the other. So, uh, and and I, I think um, Arthur Lawrence's uh, original uh, script, and uh, there are so many uh, wonderful lines that I remember that have to do with these things about. 
what these young people are having to go through, whether they're the gang members who are determined to do what they want to do, or whether it's Tony and Maria trying to have, who are in love with each other. And, and, and the thing that I love about West Side Story, they're, they're not just two kids who are, have a crush on each other. Their love somehow goes uh, deeper, even though they're younger people. But uh, there's a line in, uh, that I think it's Natalie that says, when they're in, uh, in her bedroom, she says, it's not us, it's everything around us. And I think just that line it's a short line, but it says so much because we could say that today, couldn't we? It's mm-hmm. not us. It's everything around us and so on in, in the world and the way things happen uh, politically and, 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 uh, and so on. But again, uh, uh, the, the, the key word that comes to mind, if I try to pick on just one word, is, is prejudice is alive and well. And I think that's one of the reasons why we can relate to uh, West Side Story because it's, that's very strongly part of the, what happens in the film and the theme of the film. And everybody can relate to that today. It's, it's, you know, it's always here. It's always here. Anyway, and I think there are many other reasons why. Uh, you know, when the, uh, the team of extraordinary men who fought and created West Side Story to begin with, the, with the addition of Bob Wise for the film, I mean, these are all the gentlemen, respectively, who are just so amazing in, in their in their individual contribution and 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 what their talents uh, uh, do. And this collaboration was between five extraordinary in the theater: was Arthur Lawrence, uh, Stephen Sondheim, Leonard Bernstein, and Jerry Robbins. That's that's amazing. That's an extraordinary combination of talents. Jerry's choreography, for example. Um, one of the beautiful things in, uh, about Jerry's choreography is, uh, you know, in, in I'll, I'll say in the usual musical that we, we kind of get used to, uh, there you'll, we'll have a scene, and then the scene will stop while whoever is in the scene does a number, and when the number's over, the scene picks up where it left off. In West Side Story, that is not the case at all. Every song, every dance sequence, everything is part of um, is, 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 is the, the thought and the scene keeps moving forward with every number. Nothing stops just for the sake of a number. Mm. Once an immigrant, always an immigrant. Hey, look, instead of a shampoo, she's been brainwashed. Stop it. She's given a Puerto Rico and now she's queer for Uncle Sam. Oh, no. That's not true. Puerto Rico, my heart's devotion, let it sink back in the ocean. <laughs> All the musical sequences are rich with, with feeling and, and character uh, uh, and, uh, in, in what, what's actually going on in the story. So we feel it. And by the way, I think that's another thing. Uh, that, so I think West Side Story... It's impossible to to see that movie and not feel something. So usually when it's over, it's, it's, it's a pretty quiet response at the end while well, people just gather themselves, I guess. But I, I just think it's uh, eternal in that way because it, it deals with things that are always with us, whether it's uh, – I'll go back to just one example, and that's prejudice, which 
it's, it's a shame we'll never be without it, but I think we never will be. So, About 400 years to when Shakespeare wrote Romeo and Juliet. Exactly. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Romeo and Juliet, you know. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. And, and, and the tragedy of uh, 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 love that that is 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 kind of doomed, if you like. I'd say that because of the circumstances that, that go around these young people, and it doesn't have to be kids either. It can it is here, two very young people, but it can be it can be anybody. It can be anybody of any age, and and there are so many things that, that restrictions that are, are are placed on all of us, depending on our backgrounds, our what our religion says, um, what society says, <laughs> and so many things do, do make it difficult. But prejudice, I think, is is uh, one of the uh, worst offenders, you know. And to go back to uh, Jerome Robbins' choreography, talk a little bit about how athletic it really was in in very modern in a, a certain way. It, it, yes, it, it's. Uh, thank you for using the word athletic because. Uh, it was, um, it, it was, um, but but it only you know Jerry Jerry never did. I don't think he did. It's just my opinion. He never did anything just for the sake of doing it. Uh, my my point is he wouldn't be athletic for the sake of being athletic. He would only use that if it was appropriate for what was going on in the piece. If it served the purpose of the story, if it served the way the characters felt, and so on. But the one that got, I remember in the theater when I did it, and I, I was playing riff, um, the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the 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 knife fight was was very athletic, and and, uh, and well, it was it was in the movie too. But um, the prologue gets quite athletic. Gosh, even the author Krupke gets athletic, you know. There is athleticism there, but never for the sake of it, but just for how, how it can enhance uh, the story and what's going on between the characters. And um, are you looking forward to uh, coming out to San Diego to introduce the film, to talk about the film with an audience? You know what? There, there are people here working in it's the house. And <laughs> I've been noticing the that. Replacing all the windows. <laughs> and they're making well, you a know lot what? of noise. I'm sorry. But, uh, so ask me that again. I apologize. Sure. I was wondering how you feel about seeing West Side Story again. I can't think the last time. I think the last time I saw it, they had uh, a screening at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion here downtown at the Music Center. And uh, I was going to just stay for the first. I thought, well, maybe I'll watch the America number and then I'll leave. Uh, but I stayed just because I, I got wrapped up by what it's all about. And, and uh, every time I see it, I, I, I get a chance to, I, I notice different things. But um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, in the times I've, sat through it uh, it hasn't been that many times but it's it's so easy to get stuck and not be able to leave unless you have to for something because i'm so touched by by natalie uh and her beautiful performance as maria I, i've seen so many marias and no one no one can touch her in my opinion rita moreno who is just fantastic as 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 anita uh all the kids, you know, everyone in it. I think the last time I saw it, I, kept, for some reason, I kept my eye on Elliot Feld, who played Baby John. He's he's just he's just so wonderful, 
And Tucker Smith, who played Ice, also just these the performance by the by all this young group of people are just so beautiful. And I think that comes back to Jerry uh, and his direction and his perfectionism and and his uh, his, his wanting people. He, Jerry wasn't the sort of person who said do this, do that. He he liked it when people. Uh, contributed themselves and were part of it, part of the creative process. Sounds like a corny thing to say, but I, in my estimation, I think that's who he was and what he did. Um, so, uh, and he, his, the first person probably to suffer from his perfectionism was him, because uh, he kept raising the bar on himself, you know. And uh, by extension, although it was never spoken, you just you just felt it. You knew just when you walked into rehearsal, or when when we when we, when he walked into rehearsal, you know there was electricity in the air. There was just something else going on that just made everybody come up those extra notches or something. Um, but I, again, I I attribute that to Jerry, his talent, his and of course his just his presence, just his presence made everybody you wanted to please this man you really wanted to please him uh because he was right <laughs> and um the places he was going in terms of the way things felt and again i think that's another reason that west side story aside from what we've already spoken about is you can uh i can see i think i can see the um the way people were feeling as they were working and, and, and involved in the scene uh, for, from all of them, everybody, the entire cast. Uh, 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 we, when you, my, your first question, my first thought was, was Jerry, and it, it kind of remains Jerry sort of throughout because uh, I think it was his presence, his creativity, his... Uh, and he had a reputation for being hard on people, of course. I, I'd always heard that that was never my experience. His perfectionism was a strong part of who he was. And by extension, that's the way he worked, and that's the way he expected other people to work, although, again, it was never spoken. You just felt it. Well, I want to thank you very much for your time and um, for speaking with me about West Side Story. Uh, I'm so, so, I, I had to close the door because they're making so much noise. <laughs> Say that again. I, I just wanted to thank you for speaking with me about West Side Story. Oh, God, my pleasure. I just I hope I don't rattle on too long. I do. My, my, my answers are way too long, but I always do that. So. But it's interesting. We like to hear about these films. Okay, good, good. <laughs> And I'll be the one moderating the discussion on Monday here at the Globe, so I'll oh, be meeting great. you then. That should be fun. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk about something, especially something like this that you got to be part of. We're all so lucky to have been part of it. And it remains the thing that keeps us all together. And by that, I mean is there, there is a West Side Story family. We've all stuck together like flies. We've all known each other ever since, like it was yesterday. And uh, and that was true for Bob Wise, too, by the way. He remained friendly with everybody in the cast. And one of the things Bob said with all the wonderful movies he made, this was the only movie where, where he had that experience of remaining for a long, 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 long time with uh, uh, his cast. Uh, I think there's something about the piece that just does that, whether you're doing it in the theater or wherever. I think uh, there's something about West Side Story that pulls people together in this really close 
close-knit way. I'm Beth Accomando, and this is the Cinema Junkie Podcast. You've been listening to my interview with actor and dancer George Takiris. He'll be joining me on Monday, August 24th at 8 p.m. at the Old Globe Theater on the outdoor Lowell Davies Festival stage for a Q&A before the screening of West Side Story. If you enjoyed the interview, please go to iTunes and give it a rating. You can also reach me on Twitter at Cinebeth or on the Cinema Junkie Facebook page. Thanks for listening. And if you're addicted to film like I am, subscribe to my podcast and mainline film with me 24-7.